This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. There is just one reality. I say this every time, but I think it's important for us to try to internalize that fact. In the 21st century, we're still talking about two realities, materialism and spirituality. But in fact, science and religion are mutually exclusive. Neither of them can tell us what our one reality actually is because both have become nothing more than belief systems. Of course, one is theism. One is atheism. That's it. Neither science nor any religion really has reality right, but when we study nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead, we get a wonderfully complete picture of what actually is going on, and what we learn from the dead is fabulous. We learn about our one reality, the simple fact that what the dead tell us is consistent with both quantum physics and the teachings of Jesus. Isn't that beyond wonderful to contemplate? Just think about that. Our guest today is John McGrail. He wrote a terrific book called The Synthesis Effect. It's a handbook on using the truths that are being revealed in our one reality to vastly improve our lives. He's a therapist, actually. And his book, to remind you of where we've been, this is the third of, of the wonderful books that I've been reading and couldn't put down. Do You Quantum Think by Diane Collins? Rosemary Ellen Guiley's Develop Your Miracle Mind Consciousness, which is fabulous. John's book is in their vein. He's using, using the facts about our one reality to really help people as a practicing therapist. John, I think you're wonderful. Welcome, welcome and join us. John? Hello? Oh, there you are! Oh, I'm sorry, no. I was... I was I'm blathering. I'm sorry, Roberta. No, I lost you for a second. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> sorry about that. that well, it's, it, it'll, it's all uphill from here. Um, John, I'm going to ask John to tell us a lot about his process. Because what he seems to do as I read his book, and this is one I read all the way through. I, I couldn't put it down. He uses the facts that, as he says, we've forgotten about what reality is and what human nature is. He uses those facts is a therapist to pure, permanently change people's lives. And he, his book is a, a handbook on how you can do it yourself in your own, the comfort of your own home. So, John, tell us tell us how you got into this. What made you do this? Because Were you a therapist before you started to, to use the synthesis effect? No, no. Actually, uh, I've had several careers. I was a professional aviator in both the military and the airlines for about 15 years and then uh, gravitated toward uh, film and television, and spent about 20 years in one form or another in that industry, which led to uh, a position in corporate training. And essentially what happened is that I, through my own, getting through my own stuff, because we all have stuff, and there was a, a time in my life when I was a very unhappy camper, I discovered my own spirituality and started developing it. And as my life uh, became more and more empowered, 
I reached a, a, a time, a crossroads, where there, there was a choice to be made from a professional perspective. And essentially, I had the option of being a, a senior executive for a production company and or you know, I said, what do I really like to do? What have I always loved to do more than anything in all the jobs, all the industries? And I, I realized that it was teaching and mentoring and coaching. That That is what really lights me up. And yeah. so about 13 years ago, I, I went back to school, and that's how it started. Wow. Well, that it's clear that you do love helping people. Um, one of the things I like about your book is that it's full of examples of people, sort of just like us, and how they were transformed. But can, can you... I don't know how you even attack talking about what you do, um, but and I'm certainly not going to get in your way. Tell us what it is you do that helps people totally the world. Well, you know, folks that find me find me because there's something in their life that's not working, and it can be an unwanted or unhealthy habit or an emotional issue. They may have anxiety or overstress or they have fears or phobias. But whatever it is, their life's not working. They know it's supposed to be different, and they don't know how to create the change because we are hardwired to resist change. It's just part of the way the human mind works. And essentially what I do is guide them through a transformation process using the, the logical, conscious, cognitive mind, which we depend so much upon in modern Western society, but also tapping into the much more powerful, much more massive, and sort of the seed of our behaviors, our personalities, values, and beliefs, which is what we would call the subconscious, unconscious, and spiritual mind. And the process of synthesis, hence the title, The Synthesis Effect, is bringing the two parts together, physically, emotionally, spiritually, balancing and integrating those energies using a variety of tools, techniques, methods, and traditions. And what we get on the other end is an empowered human being whose life is now the way they want it to be rather than what they thought they were stuck with. One of the things I really liked was your, um, because I, I tell people all the time, you, we have a tiny part of our of our mind as part of our conscious awareness. Most of our mind in, in even you know active generally when we're when we're sort of going about our day but i haven't ever attempted to investigate it and one of the things i liked about your book was that you have um i, I is is there science behind your description of the subconscious mind and the the sort of i can't remember now exactly how but there were four parts to the circle that represented our mind do you have science behind that or or is that what you've just discovered in your in the course of your practice well there's a, it's a combination there's an enormous amount of science in the fields of neurophysiology etc and neuropsychology that, that, you know, we are gaining more and more understanding of how the mind works. Now, the model that I use, which I call M4, the McGrail metaphorical model of the mind, is just that. It's a metaphorical model that explains in very, I think, clear and plain language and helps people understand how the mind works and how it develops. And, you know, part of the whole process of synthesis is to first and foremost instill in my clients and my seminar workshop students or my media audiences that, hey, first of all, you're not alone. Uh, this is not unique. A lot of people suffer from this, and here's why you got to be the way you are. It's not your fault. There's nothing wrong with you. You've just felt fallen victim to what m- most of us do, and here's how your mind works. Here's how it developed. Here's how you got programmed, if you will, because the subconscious mind works very much like a computer. And, right. and, and once they understand that, there's like, aha, now I get it. <laughs> of course, you know, knowledge is power, or it can be, and, you know, that's why that's why I developed that. So, in essence, uh, it is 
a metaphorical way of explaining uh, what science has been proving as to how the mind works and how it develops and how we get stuck in our ways, good, bad, happy, sad, you know, it doesn't really matter. We do create our own reality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, ju- just to, just listeners, um, they, there's a, there are four layers, um, as John sees it, to the mind. The, the, the primal mind is the deepest, and that's fight or flight, uh, the animal mind. Then the lower subconscious, which he also calls it the super subconscious, which is where we all want to be. Love, self-esteem, spirit, source energy, inner vision. Isn't that a beautiful set of things? We all want to have that be what is our reality. The upper subconscious, however, has been programmed with some muck over the course of our lives. If our parents talked us down or if if people kept telling us we weren't good enough or we figured it out ourselves, we're somehow failing. I mean, I read somewhere that we spend the first five years of our lives basically in download mode. Um, and if, you, if you're told bad things in the beginning, uh, that's, that's going to be something you download as truth. And then finally above that is your conscious mind where you're sort of reaching into the others and what you're getting first, I guess, is how your mother kept telling you you weren't good enough and your dad kept saying you're lazy and all of these things. And so that's the reality you think you're living in when it isn't true. How profound that is. And so tell us, John, what do you do to help people to, to change what they have come to believe is true about themselves? Well, again, first of all, the, the word belief is very, very important because beliefs really are nothing more than thoughts that we have thought over and over and over, right. and over again so many times that they become both automatic, they become ingrained in our unconscious patterns, and they become unquestioned. And so essentially, once, once you understand that, hey, I, I, I was essentially hypnotized as a young child to believe I'm unworthy or not pretty or smart right. or whatever it was or is, or I've let this habit... Um, you know, sort of take over my life, whether it's smoking or biting my nails or pulling my hair. It really doesn't matter what it is. And so what we do basically is, it's, again, to understand that a computer cannot work without a database. If you don't program it, nothing's going to happen. Once it's programmed, it'll play its programs over and over and over again. Yes. And essentially the process of change is to, if you will, unlearn or deprogram the subconscious computer, which is like an autopilot. It runs all the time, all by itself, and it does a great job. We sort of unlearn what's not working, whatever that might be, uh, getting rid of a habit or a fear or a phobia or a feeling of unworthiness or insecurity or anxiety. I see an awful lot of that today because society is anxious. Yes. And reprogramming the mind through a very gentle, safe, natural process. We essentially redo what was done as a young child, except now we put the programming in that the person wants to have rather than what they were stuck with. And with a little reinforcement, um, it soon becomes as automatic as the old one was. And, and again, what we create is an empowered person. And it, it's, it's marvelous to see how quickly it can happen uh, under the right circumstances. Wow. Now, you, you do hypnotis, hypnotism as part of this, right? Absolutely, yes. Uh, hypnosis is a big part of my process because it creates a very open, receptive state of mind. You know, think of watching a good movie. You get completely sucked into the movie, and the next thing you know, you're laughing, crying, feeling fear, excitement, whatever it is. You are essentially in a state of hypnosis. You're responding to suggestions. And so it's a really powerful tool because it creates a very open, receptive state of mind, which theoretically, and you know, there's a, a lot of evidence that suggests this is the way it works. It allows us to talk to the subconscious part of the mind, which is a young child, essentially, will believe whatever it's told. If you tell a three-year-old two plus two is five and you tell her enough, 
that becomes her truth. And so we can talk to that three-year-old and say, look, kid, you learned two plus two is five. I know it's not working. Guess what? It's not true. Erase it. Try this instead. Try two plus two is four. You're going to be a happy little camper. And in hip- wow. Yeah, and when you're in that state, which is very akin to meditation, it, the subconscious part of the mind takes that in, and, and it's just amazing to see what happens because you can change physically, emotionally, and perhaps most importantly, spiritually, usually a combination of all three. Yeah, it, this, one of the things that fascinated me was that you showed how uh, even illnesses that we think are physical yes. uh, are, are, can, be, can be rooted in this kind of, of wrong programming that we got as young children. That's true. Absolutely. We be I mean, even getting, getting cancer, um, overeating, smoking, all of those things we think are either bad luck or bad genes or, um, you know, the, I just enjoy smoking or the nicotine or, or uh, I, mean, I, I just love chocolate or whatever. All the, all the excuses we give ourselves uh, are, are really only that. And it all does come, I guess, from reading your book, it all comes from what we were programmed to believe about ourselves when we were children. That's exactly correct, and we become our maladies. We become our fears. You know, I, I, I'm a member of a really good healthcare organization here in California, and every now and again I have to go over to their main hospital for something, a, a routine physical, and you can see that people are walking around, and they, you know, you say, how you doing? What's, what's going on? I'm diabetic. I've got, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. this, I'm depressed, I'm bipolar, yeah. I'm a, you know, and we oh, become yeah. that, and it becomes ingrained in our psyche and in our bodies. And, you know, the scientific evidence today is irrefutable that every, every physical disease we suffer has some mental, psychological, emotional, spiritual component to it. And we are seeing slowly, but we are seeing the allopathic medical model, which is modern Western medicine where we treat symptoms instead of looking at the cause. We're seeing that slowly change into a more mind-body discipline, and as that happens, you're going to see people are going to start being healthy again. Um, really wow. quickly, I, I study uh, part of my process is uh, I'm very fascinated with native philosophies. And if you look at the ancient indigenous cultures, even the ones that still exist and there are not too many left, you don't see any evidence in their history of, of, of these weird diseases like IBS and ulcerative colitis and and uh, bi- bipolar and obsessive compulsive disorder and all these weird yeah. sort of until they're exposed to Western culture and then poof, they get it too. So there's something uh, something there because they live differently <laughs> than we do. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, it was fascinating. You even talk about um, the, the the tsunami and the the indigenous people somehow knew that it was going to, that, you know, I guess it was Indonesia. Where did the tsunami happen? It recently? happened in, in and around the Indonesian archipelago, but it was a wide uh, spread area. And, yes, uh, a very little publicized fact is that all the indigenous folks that live in that area, all the tribal people got to higher ground before it ever hit, and they took oh. the companion animals with them, and, um, and they knew it was coming because they have an intuitive sixth sense, if you will, uh, that they are very in tune with. And the interesting thing you may remember from the book is I cited the author of the article said they have a sixth sense that we don't have. And which we is, do. Well, of course we have it. We're, we're the yeah. same species. We just have lost our ability to tap into it because we now depend on outside sources for that sort of information like yes. technology. But it's still yes. there, 
and anyone can relearn how to tap into it and use it. I call it inner vision because that's how it was taught to me. It's very powerful. Yeah, but that to me is extremely exciting. I mean, that's this. These are some of the fruits of our coming to live in the one reality, which is the only reality, coming out of this notion of a clockwork universe, which is basically wrong, and beginning to sort of tap into who we are. And now you and your wife can even hide on the animals and the animals come right up to you in the wild i mean i thought that was kind of a tell that story or actually i think we're coming up on a break so why don't we just take our break quickly and after that i want you to talk about how the little animals come to you you're listening to seek reality with roberta grimes our guest is the wonderful john mcgrail and we'll be right back Roberta Grimes spent decades reading more than 150 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead. The result is her book, The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. The Fun of Dying shows you why your mind is eternal. It explains how you can enjoy the death process, and it describes in detail the glorious forever that awaits us all. Now Roberta follows The Fun of Dying with The Fun of Staying in Touch. Learn how our dead loved ones give us spectacular signs of their survival. Learn about the wonderful ways that you can stay in contact with those you love. Go to robertagrimes.com for more information. It turns out that love really is eternal. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Uh, as you probably know, past episodes of Seek Reality can be do- downloaded for free at any time on iTunes. In fact, most of the people I hear from, that's how they listen to us. They don't listen live. I'd love it if you do go to iTunes and you do listen. I'd love it if you could give us a review and a rating. We're talking today with John McGrail, who, as I had said at the beginning of this hour, is the third of the of the sort of people who we have talked about who are using in their professional lives using the fact that we are living in one reality and it's consciousness-based to change everything. You can, if you're interested in exploring this further, you can look for the episode where we interviewed Diane Collins on Do You Quantum Think? And we recently interviewed Rosemary Ellen Guiley on Develop Your Miracle Mind Consciousness. Her book is wonderful. And here's a third wonderful book in the same vein, The Synthesis Effect by John McGrail. I couldn't put this book down. I mean, even though I knew a lot of what was in it, there was so much common sense about what is really true and what we can do and what we've forgotten. When we, when we became civilized, we thought we gained everything, but we really lost so much, including the ability to talk to the animals. Tell me that story. Well, I, this is a technique that I learned originally from a Native American teacher. As I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm a big student of Native philosophy and uh, the Native Americans, most of the tribal cultures of the world, of course, lived in, in harmony and in balance with the earth and all the creatures on it. And it's essentially just a way of, of diffusing your energy. Um, you get very quiet and uh, in, into a very quiet, meditative state. And with a little practice, you can diffuse your energy and, so that the, the creatures in the wild literally don't see you. They, and, and, of course, you're not moving. You're very, very still. And it's really fun. There's there's a, a 
you know, we do it a lot, but once you get into that state and open your mind and vision, you see things, first of all, that you, you rarely don't see because with quiet, the animals forget you're there, so they start moving around again. If you're walking through the woods saying, well, and then last Tuesday, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, which right. is what we hear all the time hiking, <laughs> That's what we do. you don't see any wildlife because they scatter <laughs> no. to, the, to, the, to the four corners. But when you sit quietly and just sort of blend into the, to the landscape, the creatures come back out. And we've had deer within a foot of us, and they can smell us, and they don't know where we are, and they're, they get really agitated after a while, you know, especially the, the big bucks that lead the flock. You know, they're, they're like, wait, there's something here, and then, then all you have to do is wink your eye or something, and, of course, they take off. But it's a very simple process. It's, it's tuning into that inner vision. It's a very quiet, contemplative state of mind. Anybody can do it with a little practice. And you sit for 10 or 15 minutes, and all of a sudden you're going to see stuff that just will amaze you. So it's something that we like to do because we love to be out in nature and 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 uh, commune with you know the perfection of nature. Because out there, we don't have to worry about uh, mankind mucking things up. The energy of nature is perfection. It's always in balance. It's always in tune, and uh, it's nice to be there. What's wonderful about this book is the kinds of help people get. Basic everyday problems people have. A woman who's terrified of flying and wants to go to Las Vegas. And now there are, uh, there are a number of ways to get help in doing that. But what John did for this woman, whose name I can't, Michaela, I don't know how to pronounce it, but Michaela. it doesn't really matter. Michaela. Yeah. Um, what he did for her was basically take her down. Well, tell us how you helped her. I'm not the good person to talk about it. You tell us how you helped her because it was wonderful. Well, the first thing that everyone has to understand is that all fears, all phobias, are learned, except for two. We are born with two fears, fear of falling and a fear of loud noise. Anything else we come to be afraid of, we have to learn to be afraid of. And you may remember a few moments ago I mentioned that with hypnotherapy and the synthesis process, what we do essentially is unlearn uh, what's not working and reteach the mind a new response. And so with Michaela or anyone that has a fear of flying or driving on the freeways or spiders or needles and ice, you would be amazed at what people come to be afraid of. Uh, But with Michaela, it was simply a process of, over the course of a few sessions, desensitizing her from her irrational fear. Because as we know, flying is beyond, I mean, it is the safest form of travel ever invented. Uh, You're safer flying in a a modern jet than than you are crossing the street. Yeah, I feel very safe. I fly constantly, and I feel very safe. I've never been afraid. I used to do it for a living. I spent over a year of my life in the air. And so, well, that's right. You're a pilot. My I goodness, was. I don't, I don't do it anymore. But uh, what we do basically is, is get un, uh, unlearn that irrational fear and then through a, a, a desensitization process, which is very easy and very powerful and, and, and natural, we reteach or retaught her to realize that she's safe and that she is in control because all phobias are about losing control uh, of the one thing she can control ever, which is yourself. And through a process of repetition over the course of several sessions, we got her so that as she's walking into the airplane, she sits down, she looks at the, the safety card and does everything she can do. She's prepared to move if something bad does happen, which is highly unlikely, but she's prepared, and she stays calm. And if she begins to feel that irrational fear, what, what I gave her was a little simple trigger. Squeeze your fingers, take a nice deep breath, and you're right back into that calm, centered, focused, peaceful, serene state. And you just breathe slowly and deeply for a few seconds, and you're good to go. And, uh, you know, happily, which happens most of the time, um, she did take that flight to Las Vegas and now flies regularly and fearlessly (laughs) 
as we should, yeah. because you can't be safer. Yeah. Oh, isn't that wonderful? And people have come to you to uh, because they were overweight, and you, you gave a lot of the reasons why, and I think they're really true, why people would overeat and become overweight. And um, it, with, with, what you seem to do as I read this is you, you, you figure out what their issues are and then take them into a hypnotic state and re- reprogram that, that lower part of their subconscious, the middle part of their subconscious. Is that true? Is that what we're really watching? Essentially. Uh, you know, again, we're, we're talking about a model that the listeners can't see, but the subconscious mind is like a computer. Once it's programmed, it will play its programs over and over. Good or bad, happy or sad, doesn't matter because it can't tell the difference between good or bad. That's a conscious process. And so essentially what we are doing is taking bad software off the computer and putting the new software on. And yet people get overweight for an incredible uh, number of reasons. Some people use excess weight as a defense mechanism. Some people use it to hide themselves. Some people use it uh, for for uh, self-sabotage because they don't feel they're worthy or deserving of having, you know, or being attacked. You know, the the list goes on and on, which is why it's a complex issue. But... Treating it is very simple. What I essentially do is teach people, my clients and my students, how to feel compelled to be what I call terminally kind to themselves. In other words, the choices you make, eating well and moving more, which is the only way anybody loses weight, becomes not only natural but compelling. And as you do that, you yeah. feel better and better and better about yourself. And the side effect, delightfully, is that you lose weight and you look better. And, of course, it just feeds upon itself. And I've had so, but, but you, you've had success, apparently. with people. Oh, a lot of success. Most of my clients do quite well. I've had people, after two sessions, go out and lose over 100 pounds. Um, oh, gee. And that, that's, wow. you know, it usually takes a little bit more than that. But, but if a person, and this is another model, the formula for change, if a person wants to change, is willing to commit to themselves and do the work and realize that it's not magic, it is work, there is some effort involved, and if they relearn, to love, honor, and respect themselves, which is something we're all full of at birth, and they sort of beat it out of us. Um, those those energies, from a conscious perspective, with intention and expectation, pr- produce an enormous energy of change. And then we just direct that to the subconscious computer that's not working right, reprogram it, if you will. This is somewhat simplified because we don't have a lot of time. And so I hope people will check the book out because it's very clearly explained in the book, and it is easy. Um, then the next thing you know, they're behaving differently and they're getting different results. They're creating a new reality. One of the things that you talked about that really hit home with me, of course, is common sense. Every time you say something about yourself, you are hardwiring it into an actual belief. So we're, we're reprogramming that computer even today by, I mean, you know, when we say, oh, I'm just not good at math or, uh, you know, I can't stop eating chocolate or... Um, I I know if I get up in an airplane, I'm going to it's going to crash. That'll be the one that'll crash in the whole country. That's this year. That's going to be mine. It, whenever you say these things, even in your mind, but certainly when you say them aloud, you're reinforcing something that becomes a hardwired belief. Um, we, I think we all know this a little bit. I mean, I'm always telling people when, when they say they can't do something, don't ever say that. Instead, keep reciting, "I can do it. I can do it," and you'll be able to do it. But um, isn't that another big problem? We're all, we're continuous, continuously uh, sort of emphasizing the negative software, and so the older we get, maybe the worse it gets. I, I, I it's a, it's, it's so true that that's a problem. Well, the older we get, uh, certainly the, the more set in our ways we become. But you're, you're right. 
two points there. One, self-fulfilling prophecy, which most people are familiar with. Uh, you know, the role of expectation is poorly misunderstood in, in our Western culture because we're based in, in this empiricist sort of viewpoint. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, but whatever you expect is generally what you tend to manifest. So if you've been taught that you're unworthy, if you've been taught that, or for whatever reason you've learned, um, irrationally or rationally, that you don't deserve, well, that's what you're going to keep reinforcing, and you just continue yes. to manifest it. So in order to change it, you got to change the way you're thinking. And Western culture, you're right, Roberta, we are obsessed with the negative side of contrast. You know, contrast is the essential way we evaluate life. It's this good, bad, happy, sad, pain, pleasure, love, hate, etc., etc. And in Western culture, modern Western culture, we are completely focused most of the time on the negative. Right. Efficiency, not enough, lack, negative, yes. gloom and doom. Look at the newscast. I mean, I don't even watch it anymore because it's... No, I don't either. <laughs> don't, you know, I, I think it should be required. If I ran the FCC, I would make every news anchor say this before they start. Listen, folks, we're about to tell you about all the bad stuff that's happening in the world, and it's going to really depress you. But before we say this, remember, most of the planet and most of the people on the planet right this second, and probably you, are perfectly fine. Okay, right, just keep that in mind, because right. that's the truth. But let's talk about something which I think is extremely important and really jumps out from your book. And that's people listening who have young children, either as children or as grandchildren, how should we be pro- programming those little computers so they'll have better lives? That's a wonderful, wonderful point, and I'm so glad you brought it up. We are all born with completely... Uh, perfectly formed and vastly abundant, uh, unconditional love for ourselves and anybody that wants to give it to us, self-esteem. And when we're very, very young, uh, we are very uh, still in know. We are still knowing that we're spiritual beings. And so, instead of saying to your kids, you know, why can't you be more like so and so? What's the matter with you? Why did you just get a B? Or blah blah blah. You know, it's negative, 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 which is what their program will be. You do exactly the opposite. You know. Um, you can be anything you want as long as you're willing to, to use your wonderful brain and et cetera, et cetera. And, and you know you got to be this time. But I'll bet if you just work a little bit, it'll be an A next time. Good for you. And so instead of negative reinforcement, which will become reality, give them positive reinforcement. And it's not hard to do. There's two sides to every coin. Just flip the coin and focus on the positive. When I'm, when I'm working with clients, and I work with a lot of kids, and I, I just love to work with kids because they just change so rapidly. They're so, so open. Um, but when I work with clients, you know, we don't talk about the glass being half empty or half full. We talk about the glass being full. Focus on what you want. Don't give any yes. power to what you don't want or what isn't. That is the state of reality, but if you focus on it, you're just going to perpetuate it. So let's focus on a full glass, full glass, full glass. It doesn't take a lot of practice to do that. And when you do it, you get good at it, it becomes pretty automatic. And then you're living life virtually free of suffering, which, of course, as you know, I call practical enlightenment. Living your life virtually free of suffering. It is doable. Anybody can do it. Anybody. And it's fun. And, and it's very important to do it for children. Um, I'm living proof of that. When I was small, um, my mother would say to me almost daily, you can do anything you want in this world if you want it badly enough. Anything. And I grew up believing that. I mean, of course, this must be true. And so I was, of course, insufferable as a child because other children hadn't been told they could do whatever they wanted if they wanted it badly enough and achieve anything they wanted if they wanted it badly enough. And so they thought I was really a pain in the neck. But it is that that programming has so stood me in good stead. I have to tell you, um, I feel very good about myself even when I'm not doing well 
because my mother told me that whatever I was doing was was wonderful. And that is marvelous, and you're so lucky. You know, most of us, unfortunately, and I hate to say this, but most of us don't get that kind of programming. Most of us in Western culture, and I don't mean to keep digging on Western culture. We didn't do it on purpose, but it's just where no. we ended up. Most of us are taught exactly the opposite. We're taught to be very hard on ourselves. We're taught that if you don't suffer, you can't get anything. We're taught that life is a struggle. It's painful. That there's yeah. never enough money or well or whatever it is, and that becomes the way that we operate. That becomes our program, our database. Yeah. And and it, it it tends to make for a very unhappy life. Um, all of that, I have to say this, and I cannot I cannot emphasize it enough. All of that is changeable, and you all, everybody out there listening, if there's something in your life that's not working, you have the ability to make change, I promise. You may need a little help. Maybe it comes in the form of a book like mine, The Physicist Effect, or a person like me. Most people do need a little help to make these changes, but you can do it. You have it in you. It's just learning how to tap back into it. One of the things that John emphasizes is that you can't do it on a, on a conscious level because your conscious mind doesn't have, and, until you... Do go more deeply using the exercises that he gives you. Your conscious mind just will keep repeating those belief loops um, about yourself. You, you're, you're trying to overcome the belief that you're you're not worthy, but you know you've got this loop playing this this negative programming going on. You've got to get down in there and reprogram your subconscious, and that to me was a profound insight. Um, I, 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 it's so important that people be, get, get beyond the notion that our brains create our minds, which of course is nonsense, and beyond the notion that that um, there's nothing they can do about it by the time they grow up, or they, you know, life is hard. As you said, we're programmed every day to think there are stuff that's wrong, when in fact, um, everything is fine. Little tiny things are wrong here and there, but everything mostly is fine. That's absolutely correct, and you know, the brain is the processor for the mind, and again, the science behind this is overwhelming. The brain has the ability to rewire itself. It is an incredibly miraculous apparatus, machine, if you will. But once it's wired, once this, the, the circuits, the inputs from your environment create outputs through this you know, incredibly miraculous process, which we're gaining more and more understanding of, but there's this phenomenon called neuroplasticity, big word for basically saying rewiring the circuits. And I've worked with stroke victims over the years to help them get over the aphasia of a stroke and regain use of their limbs and language. Um, and, you know, again, sometimes the results are miraculous, sometimes not so much. Everybody's different. But we all have the ability of changing the way our mind works, period. And, you know, we are, wow. as we discussed before the show, we are nothing more than energy. And energy flows in a variety of ways, a multitude of ways, but we can control our physical, emotional, and spiritual energy to our, our detriment or to our benefit. And what the synthesis effect, what my life is now about, is helping people not only realize it, do it, so they can, they can live rule number one, which, as you know, the first five words of my book, life is supposed to be fun. I think it's five words. Yeah, I called my I, I called about the, my my books on these subjects. Um, the the fun of dying and the upcoming I guess is out this week. The fun of staying in touch. Uh, I I hundred percent agree. Life should be fun. Death should be fun. Everything about a, our human nature is meant to be fun. We are meant to be loving and happy and positive and joyous, and just 
thrilled in every moment of our whole eternal lives. And what's in our way, really, is things we can, as John is showing us, we can address. We can fix what's broken or what we think is broken and make it all whole and make it all work beautifully. And I'm, I'm thrilled to have this practical way for people to, uh, to, to, to do all of that. Tell us where um, they, they – what, do you have a website before we go to break? Do you have a website? Actually, I do. I have two. Uh, one is ver- – they're both very simple. Uh, Dr. Dr. John McGrail, J-O-H-N-M, as in Michael C-G-R-A-I-L, drjohnmcgrail.com, which is more about the bigger process of synthesis. Uh, and there's, you can get the book through that site. Uh, I have another one if, for people who are more interested in the hypnotherapy part of things. It's called Hypnotherapy Los Angeles, all one word, dot com. Lots of good information about hypnosis and how it works. We dispel all the myths. It's the natural state of consciousness. And there's one for the book called SynthesisEffect.com. If people want to just check the book out, read a little bit, see how I write, etc. He uh, writes beautifully, by the way. Oh, thank you so very much. That's <laughs> very kind of you to say. I appreciate that. No, it really is a very enjoyable book. We're going to go to break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk more with John McGrail. This is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. You are an eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really understand the implications of that fact, it will change everything in your life for the better. Our guest today is John McGrail, who is helping with that process. And we'll be right back. Afterlife researcher Victor Zamet has long been a leader in the field of helping us understand what is going on. Like Roberta Grimes, Victor is an attorney. Like her, he was dissatisfied with the scientific and religious explanations of reality. So he did what lawyers do. He examined the evidence. And when he drew the same set of conclusions that every open-minded researcher has drawn, he began to educate the world. Roberta considers the free Friday Afterlife report that Victor and Wendy Zamet produce to be indispensable access to fresh information about our one reality. Go to victorzamet.com and sign up to receive their wonderful Friday Afterlife report. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-Z-A-M-M-I-T dot com. It's the best news you'll read all week. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. We're talking today with Dr. John McGrail, who, by the way, writes beautifully. His book is, is we, we can pick up books that will tell us the best things in the world, and they could feel like slugging through the mud. And, and he writes in a light and lovely way. Um, you can tell he's, this is not his first rodeo. Um, the book is The Synthesis Effect. John McGrail, Ph.D., wrote it. Um, so you even have the credential to prove you know what you're doing. If people are in the Los Angeles area, how would they contact you? Well, I'm easily findable through the website. I have a, a, a you know phone numbers one eight hundred three six nine one five one six. And you know, thank you for that opportunity. I have clients literally all over the world. The beauty of what I do with technology is that many, many, many people can benefit from this work remotely. And uh, really, yeah, I have I have clients on every continent except Antarctica. Uh, all of the country, and, and I have people. <laughs> the penguins are healthy, right? I guess maybe they don't need you. It's, That's remarkable. Well, yeah, exactly. They're, 
Yeah, so, uh, uh, but if they're in the L.A. area, I'm, I'm easy to find on, on the web. Just Google Dr. John McGrail, and, and my, my sites come up, my phone number comes up. But 800-369-1516, if you're far away and you want to ask me questions, I do return all calls personally. I, I make time every day to do that. So if anybody's out there and they have a question, you can email me if you'd like, and i get back to you. Sometimes if I get a lot of emails on the same subject, I'll include it in a newsletter or a blog. But if you call or reach out personally and you have questions, I promise you, you will get a response from me and not one of my staff. That's just how I do business. If, if you're in the process of coming to understand that your, your mind really is eternal, there's a whole different level of attention to your mind that you're going to want to pay because you're going to have it for the rest of your life. When I first understood all of this years ago, I stopped what, any kind of negative quote, entertainment uh, or violent entertainment and or reading things that were negative. I don't do any of those things now. And I find it makes me happier now, but it's also making it so my mind will be happier in, uh, to live in eternally. But if you have, if you're stuck in something, it, it, that's not going to end with your death. We are the same people after death that we are before death. So now is the time to make the, your life now better at the same time as you're making your eternal life better and ease, making it easier for you to learn the lessons you're here to learn, which are basically, for most of us, just how to love and how to forgive. So um, I strongly recommend the synthesis effect. If I, had, if I had issues, I would be doing it right now because um, you can learn. Apparently, he teaches us sort of how to, through meditation, sort of do the same kind of thing he does with hypnosis. And apparently that also works. Well, hypnosis and meditation are very, very similar states of consciousness, and I use both uh, along with a variety of other techniques, some that I've developed myself uh, over the years just, you know, through working with people and, and, you know, what I like to call inspiration from whatever guides me in this work. I, I, I was taught that as a healer you are nothing more than a hollow bone through which the energy flows, and that's one of my Native American teachers. And so I, wow. just, let, I just let it flow. It comes to me, and, uh, but hypnosis and meditation... Everybody needs to know this. Natural states of consciousness, very similar. And while they work on different parts of the brain, they have a marvelous uh, uh, synergy because hypnosis is great for creating uh, change quickly and meditation is great for maintaining it. And so you have two powerful tools that once you learn how to use them, and it's not hard, I promise you, it's not hard to do. Consistency is the key. Once you establish a consistent practice, as you just mentioned, and you just change some of the choices you're making in your life, all of a sudden things begin to flow in a way that just is indescribable. It's so delicious to live that way. It, it truly is. I, I once knew a therapist who would say, hocus pocus, change the focus. And, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. If you're used to thinking of yourself as not worthy or having things be less than perfect in your life, hocus pocus, change the focus. Start looking at yourself as empowered, beautiful, Everything you feel that you're not, start looking at yourself that way, and you that you will create that reality. Our minds create the reality in which we live. We don't think so. We think it's, you know, fate did it to us again. But to ask yourself, have you ever known a really, really happy pessimist or, or a successful pessimist? I haven't. Have you ever known an optimist who didn't somehow have things always break right and find a lot of luck in life? Again, uh, that that's 
if you can make yourself feel good about yourself, you're already most of the way there toward having a successful life. I think that's true anyway. I'm sort of jumping in and trying to practice what you practice, but uh, it's just so self-evident to us. And your book beautifully, I, I like the title, The Synthesis Effect, because it synthesizes not just it, it, as you in a formal way say it in your book, but it synthesizes thought into how it's time for us to improve our individual lives and not just to keep living from you know, crisis to crisis, paycheck to paycheck, or however it is you think you're living now. Right, exactly. You know, a great little experiment that people can do, and I'm, I'm sure you've all done this before, but, you know, say you want to buy a new car, and you decide, I want to buy a new Mini Cooper. And you decide, I want a red Mini Cooper. And then you're driving along, and you haven't done the shopping yet, but once you start focusing on it, all of a sudden you see red Mini Coopers all over the place. Yes. Sure everybody's had that experience. That is right. a very, uh, a very tiny example of how we attract our reality, how we create it through our minds. And you said it beautifully. Good or bad, happy or sad, painful or pleasurable, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like life is happening to us, but in essence, that's not what the science is telling us. Our thoughts have power. Our thoughts um, have an effect on our environment, and what we put out from that perspective energetically is going to have a huge effect on what we attract back. And while it feels like life is happening to us, once you take that control, and that's what synthesis is all about, it's helping people take that control. And it's not hard. i got to say it again. It's not hard to do. It's a simple process. All of a sudden, your life starts changing and your energy starts flowing differently. And not only do you attract many Coopers, you end up with one. Uh, if that's what you want. You can have anything. If that's you what want, you want. Period. <laughs> I, I, next week, our guest will be Dave Edwards, who has an extraordinary story. Everyone, please, please listen next week. And uh, he basically has nothing material. And he says he really doesn't worry about it because whenever he wants something, uh, he needs it in his work or whatever, um, he, he just thinks of that. And within a day or so, either someone comes to him and gives it to him or he finds it beside a dumpster or something. He said he's come to rely on that. Now, he's doing beautiful work, um, which I'm hoping we'll be able to reveal to the world within the next year. He's doing, he's doing the work of the angels. But nonetheless, um, I was astonished. And you just said the same thing. If you want it, just manifest it. So, you know, a yeah, great example, too, if you read about the uh, Australian Aborigines, those who still live the old ways, when they go on a walkabout, they walk into m- one of the most harsh environments on the planet. They take nothing with them, knowing that they will manifest whatever they need when they need it. And they've been doing it for thousands of years. So there's got to be oh. something to that, folks. And we have yes. the ability of tapping into the same power. All of us are the same. We're all the same. We yeah. just forgot. We, we started thinking that, you know, computers and television sets and, and uh, running water were more important. I'm not sure they are anymore. I think we've got that. We've discovered how unsatisfying it is to just live a material life. And more and more people are not saying that they have a religion anymore. More and more people are just saying it by survey that they're spiritual or they're becoming spiritual. And that's really what this is. This is using that the, the spirituality that is more and more rising in the whole world to make your own life much better. The synthesis effect is a great way to start because it it shows you basically how you can... And this is scientific. We talked before the show and you said, this is scientific. Talk about the science of it a little bit. Well, there's an enormous body of science uh, involved here, but essentially it, it originates from the science of physics, which is the study of how the world, how the physical world, world works, which is why they call it physics. The branch of physics called quantum physics is the study of the nature of matter and energy, and essentially um, 
what quantum physicists have proven using hard Western science. And this is the irony of it all, and I love it. I'll believe it when I see it. That's how science works in Western culture. If it's, you can't <laughs> right. prove it, I'm not going to believe it. So using those disciplines, they are proving. And, and it doesn't take a lot to, to find this on the web. You can just uh, uh, you know Google it, and there are a huge body of evidence. But what scientists are proving scientifically is that the world is not a big machine, even though that's the way we think about it, nor are human beings. The world is an infinite field of energy. Everything that exists is part of the field. Everything that exists is connected to the field. And since it's all interconnected, how you think, how you move, how you do, how you do whatever you do, good or bad, happy or sad, manifests in your reality. And it's there. And you can read books like uh, The Divine Matrix by Greg Braden, who's a, uh, a colleague, uh, or uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, The Biology of Belief. Um, Lynn McTaggart is another friend of mine who's done uh, some really good books. She has a, a, a book called The Field. And if you pick up any of yes. those, they are, especially Lynn McTaggart, she's made, uh, you know, her avocation is finding the science behind spirituality. And whether we like it or not, this is a, a great quote that I got from Dr. Carl Pribram at Stanford University. He's a neurophysiologist. And back when I was doing research for my dissertation, trying to figure out what I was going to write that was original, um, I, I stumbled upon this quote that he said it was in a radio interview that he had done. Now, again, Carl Bribram, neurophysiologist, Stanford University. It doesn't get any more buttoned down than that. Uh, yes. And he said, look, folks, whether we like it or not, we are scientifically proving that we are spiritual beings, so let's just embrace it again, as our ancestors yes. did, and live more powerfully, because it's there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and you, you mentioned quantum physics. My, my hero, of course, is Max Planck, who got the 1918 Nobel Prize in Physics for his work in quantum physics. But what he discovered actually is was even, and he wasn't the first to discover it, but he expound, uh, expounded on it, a greater discovery than quantum physics is the fact that human consciousness is primary and pre-existing. In 931, he said, I regard consciousness as fundamental. I regard matter as derivative from consciousness. We cannot get behind consciousness. Everything we talk about, everything we regard as existing postulates consciousness. Your mind is of that consciousness, so your mind does create everything. It's just that we believe we can't. Jesus said the same kinds of things. We believe we can't, and so we can't. But Jesus said if you have as much faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can tell a mountain, get out of where you are and go jump in the ocean, and the mountain will do it. And we're proving that's true now, which is just boggling and wonderful. What a great time to be alive. It truly is. We're, 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 we're winding down here. Say, say again your, your uh, websites and how people can reach you. Thank you. Um, I, I'm reachable through my website, uh, drjohnmcgrail.com or hypnotherapylosangeles.com. I have an 800 number that's toll-free, 1-800-369-1516, and I do return all calls personally. So people can email me. They can check out my website. The book is available not just through my website but on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. It's had its first run in the stores. They don't last very long on the shelves these days. No, that's why I thank God for Amazon. Yeah. I say it, um, I say it every day. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to say that the response, if, if people just check out the website, Amazon, and look at the reviews, you'll, you know, you'll get a sense of what readers are saying. And, and you know, I'm, I'm so gratified that what I intended the book to do seems to be what it's doing, and it's selling well. But, you know, um, I, I just want to reach as many people as possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for this opportunity this morning and for, uh, you know, giving people my website, drjohnmcgrail.com, hypnotherapylosangeles.com, and the synthesis effect of my book. 
Um, life is supposed to be fun, folks, and you can do it. I promise you, you can. <laughs> you can, and it's not even hard, and it gets easier. Once you make the, you know, the Chinese say, journey of 1,000 miles, miles starts with first step. And the first step is deciding, you know, I think I'm going to try to change um, this thing I don't like about myself. I'm going to make myself love myself because, as you point out, doctor, they, everybody is born with tremendous self-esteem. If your self-esteem has been beaten down, you can build it right back up again to the stars. And I think it's important that people remember that. And never, never forget how powerful and how important you are. Um, I tell people, you are God's best beloved child. You. And that's I think we, we can prove that now. That's very, very important. John, I've been so glad to have you here. I would like to do this again. We're, 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 we're trying to help people do exactly what you... And you say you can help people all over the world, too. Just talk about that for one second. We have about a minute left. If, if someone wants, you, wants to work with you and get hypnotized, can you do that over the phone, or how do you do it? Well, you can. There are many, many issues that I work with uh, remotely. I always prefer, if possible, to do a, a personal session or two first. But I, as I mentioned, I've got hundreds of clients all over North America, South America, Europe, Asia, as far away as Malaysia, Australia. Uh, you know, time zones can get a little weird. But if someone uh, wants to reach out, yeah, we can do sessions, a lot of it. Now, they're, depending on the, on the individual and, and their issues, sometimes I don't think that's the best way. And if I don't think that that's the best way, then I will help them find someone that they can work with in person in their area. They have a huge wow. network of, of referral people. Uh, also in the book, if someone reads the book and says, you know, this isn't enough, I need someone live, uh, there's a section at the end of the book, one of the appendices, which helps people uh, through the process of finding a good professional to work with to create this, this uh, reality. But, yeah, I have, I, I have folks, folks literally that I've never met that have, you know, changed their lives using this process. It's not hard. The book is The Synthesis Effect. Just remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Make it a great life. I'm Roberta Grimes. My books are The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next, and The Fun of Staying in Touch, which is due out momentarily. Uh, my novels include My Thomas, the story of the American Revolution from the perspective of Thomas Jefferson's beautiful 10-year marriage, the only marriage he ever had. The first of tr first trilogy of my Letters from Love series is also out now, and um, the third of actually of the trilogy will be out in a few weeks. As I said earlier, next week we'll be talking with my wonderful friend Dave Edwards, and this is one you mustn't miss. His story of he, he he's he's had a tragic life. I almost can't even say it. That suddenly turned into a triumphant life because people that he loved who were no longer with him. Um, came and saved his life. His story is a beautiful one. Don't miss that. Meanwhile, of course, afterlifeforums.com if you have questions. And now, go out and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a perfectly beautiful eternal being and you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about your eternal life. To learn more, tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For lively and positive discussions, visit www.afterlifeforums.com. To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com. Wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.